ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, August 17th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for this weekend kickoff edition. We're just that much closer to the start of football season. we got a couple more Saturdays, and then the herd returns, albeit on the road. We're getting our plans ready now. We're going to be gearing back up here in a couple of weeks. We're going to be back, of course, at Roosters in a couple of weeks for our annual kickoff. We just watch the game, hang out with you, watch the game. And then after that, we're going to be back on the stage a few weeks here. That's right. The music's returning. We haven't talked too much about that. And as soon as I get the details on all the performances we're going to have this year, I'll give you more. I'm just going to tease it for you right now that – in a couple of weeks, we got game action. Week after that, back on the West Lot, we'll have the music going, the party, the best tailgate action with us. And it all begins three hours before game time. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to keep the show pretty open today. Later on, we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up next week in Charleston. Of course, the quarterback club of Charleston, they've got their towable tailgate raffle, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that with them later on the program. But until then, we'll keep you updated on what's happening, and let's go over what's been going on. First of all, let's turn our attention to Reggie Oliver. Now, the arrangements are set. He died Tuesday in Alabama. And his visitation is going to be set for Thursday. It's at Nelms Memorial Funeral Home, which is in Huntsville. And it's set for 7.30 to 9 p.m. if anyone is making the trek. Now, the funeral is set for noon on August 24th at Union Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. And that's in Huntsville. Interment and graveside services are going to take place 10 a.m. on August 25th at Bethel Baptist Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So if anyone's interested there, those are the details. If anyone's going to make that trip, I'm sure a lot of people from here are going to make that trip. So that's the details as uh, Reggie is laid to rest, his final resting place, and touched a lot of people's lives. I see the stories continue. A lot of people know who he was, realize who he was. I think for the first time, a whole bunch of people discovered who he was. Maybe the freshman coming in, because again, we are Marshall being shown on the scoreboard. That was cool. That's always cool. I like that when they do things like that. And the show We Are Marshall, I, I always thought that before We Are Marshall came out, that Deb Novak's documentary... Ashes the glory. That should be shown. Just show it to the freshmen. Show it to the freshmen. Give them a sense of, hey, here's a little bit about what this is about. Because it's a documentary. And then, of course, there's the movie We Are Marshall. I think the movie pulls on the heartstrings. It's a movie. It's a Hollywood production. It's a sports movie. But I always felt that let's show the documentary. 
It's the best document we have, the visual document. It's the best thing we have to introduce the freshmen to what Marshall football is about, was about, what's the significance of the fountain, the Memorial Student Center Plaza, all of that. It's a part of the Marshall community, culture. It's a part of everything. So I always thought, show that. But the movie, it's great as well because if people are interested after watching the movie, they can go back and find more things about it. It's one of those things where it's a good introduction to, okay, here's your week at Marshall, week of welcome. There's one part that's it's sad, but it ends up being a victory, even though there was a huge cost to pay for that. And the victory is that football continued and the growth of Marshall University because people refused to let this tragedy keep the university down. I mean, it's not just a, okay, a lot of people died, Marshall got the football team back, everything's great. Not that. It's more of a, here's a terrible tragedy, and the victory is this community persevered. So I always thought... Something like that should be showed to the freshmen. So they're doing that the week of welcome. They're showing it at the scoreboard. That was cool. Thankfully, the weather cooperated. And for the first time, I'm sure a lot of kids have seen this movie now. Hey, I haven't seen We Are Marshall. I'm going to go watch this. All right, that's the story of Marshall athletics. That's the story of Marshall football. And now they have a sense of what that means. So I always thought that was cool that they started doing that, and it's great that they continue to do that. So those are the uh, service details for those who are maybe making that trek to pay their final respects to Reggie Oliver. We've got other stuff to get into. I'll tell you what, we'll take our first break now. Uh, I want to get into a little bit more of what happened with Marshall soccer. I'm going to touch on that. Also, we'll talk about a little Conference USA football throughout the day. Bengals are in action game two of the preseason. They are taking on the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. We'll have that game for you. Our pregame is 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, 7 o'clock. Just about 7 o'clock will be kickoff time. We'll talk about that game as well later on. We'll get you set for what's happening in Charleston next week. There's a raffle going on. You want a tailgate set up that will rival anyone on the west lot? Well, I'll give you an idea of what you need to do to make that happen later on when we continue. It's The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The weekend is upon us. Welcome back to The Drive. Getting you kicked off here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Next Friday, we're going to actually have high school football in full force across the tri-state. I'm looking forward to that. Really, this is the last weekend without anything major for the majority of us. Next weekend, we get to talk high school football. Then we get to talk college football. Then we get to talk pro football. So enjoy it. Your sports abyss ends with this weekend, unless you're into the pro, then you already got something. So I did not watch the preseasons last night. I'm saving that for tomorrow. Because game two, the Cincinnati Bengals quest to be relevant and football continues. 
The Bengals are 1-0, and they take on the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys. So that is coming up. We'll have that game for you. Again, 5.30 is going to be our airtime for the pregame tomorrow. Then you can tune in at 7 o'clock if you just want to get the kickoff right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, I don't know how important this is to you right now, but Dallas does lead this series 8-4. The Cowboys lead the series in preseason two games to nothing. I don't know how important that is really to you. I'm looking for a Bengals win here. It doesn't mean anything, but still, I like this better. Get some live fire. I wish college could do this. I know it's not going to happen, but it'd be great if you could do this in college. You could have a preseason, a college preseason. Play a couple of teams that you're not going to play in the regular season. Kind of get a feel for what your team's about. You can have it controlled. If you want to, you could put your starters in, and then you could put the second teamers in. You can put some guys who maybe won't get a look at starting, kind of find out what you have. Do it like the pros do. I would be all for that. I don't think you're going to get that. But maybe you, you have two games. You have a home and a road game. That could be the rule. You have to have one game on the road. You have to have one game at home. That way you don't have schools like Ohio State just buying up preseason games like they buy up regular season non-conference games. No, this is to help everybody. So I don't know how you would go about scheduling this, though. How would you how would you go about scheduling this? Would the power schools want to play the power schools? Probably not. Does Ohio State want to go play Florida? Does Michigan want to go play Oklahoma? We're talking practice here, after all. Just like the way the NFL does things. And, of course, the schedule makers, that's the difference. So the NFL, the schedule makers, they take care of everything. In college, the athletic director is making the schedule. And, again, you have so many different fiefdoms compared to the NFL where it's all about the shield. So preseason is coming up tonight. Soccer has begun for the Thundering Herd. First of all, let's talk about where Marshall is picked to finish. That's the first thing I want to talk to you about because Marshall Soccer, the women's team, the coaches picked the Thundering Herd to finish 11th in the league. 14 head coaches, and the Thundering Herd gets picked 11th. It looks like this from the bottom up. FIU is the bottom team in Conference USA. Then you have UTSA, and that's followed by Southern Miss. Southern Miss is 12th in the league by the coaches, but did receive a first-place vote. I don't know where that came from, but somebody thought Southern Miss was good enough to be the best team in the league. Then you have Marshall at 11. UTEP comes in at 10. Western Kentucky is 9th. Middle is 8th. Louisiana Tech is picked to finish 7th. UAB will be picked to finish 6th. Florida Atlantic, 5. Old Dominion, 4. Then Charlotte at 3. North Texas with three first-place votes comes in at number 2. And Rice with 10 first-place votes, obviously the number 1 team. So that's where the Thundering Herds picked to finish now. Are they going to finish that way? I don't know. They got off to not the start that they want. Barely Dickinson beat the Thundering Herd 
one to nothing yesterday in the soccer season opener. Now, this was a road match for the Thundering Herd. So they lose one to nothing. Not the start you want, but again, it's one nothing, or for you soccer purists, one nil. Unfortunately, not the way you want to get the soccer season going. So that's where the soccer team's at right now. Trying to, I guess, beat those expectations that people think that they're going to be 11th best. It's tough. You're in a situation now where you've just been handed a facility. Here you go. You've got one of the best facilities on campus now, or slightly off campus. Here you go. You've got a soccer facility, which is as good as most in the country, and you can go out and compete now. That's going to be tough. Because you got the goods now. What if Marshall got a baseball park? All of a sudden, like, okay, here it is. You've got a class facility. Go get them. Well, sort of, that was the way in football. That's how football was. It's like, here you go. You guys have been doing a new stadium. You guys should have everything you need now. Go get them. It's a little difficult, though, for the Olympic sports, though. The good news is uh, the pressure is not exactly on these guys. But still, uh, come out, lose their first one, unfortunately for them. They will bounce back, hopefully. And soccer will, I think, uh, do okay. Still, we're talking about the first game. One lose, nothing. One nothing. Not much to worry about there. All right. What else we got for you? Well, I didn't touch on this one much yesterday, but... Here's an interesting look at what stadium rights mean for some schools. So UNC Charlotte, they've got an issue where they have the name of former Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson on the school's football stadium. He's had some issues, that's putting it mildly, There have been questions that his name should be on the football building, on the stadium, because there are accusations that he was involved in racial and sexual misconduct during his tenure as the Panthers owner. Okay, that's going around. The whole Papa John's issue, Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, guess what? Took that down. University of Louisville said, no, we're fine. We're good. We'll deal with that. But here's the thing. Charlotte isn't doing anything because they have a $10 million contract. And the $10 million contract has a stipulation. Part of that contract says that the name of Jerry Richardson is going to be a part of that building because... They're getting money. That's it. They're getting $1 million a year over a 10-year period, and there's no morals clause in that contract. Sorry, we don't want your name up here. We're not really good with your morals. And then the contract, that's great. 
no moral clause. Here's your million. My name stays up there. What's more important for the university? The the look of having his name up there or the million coming in a year? Guess what? UNC Charlotte, I don't know if they've talked to their legal team and said, uh, this we can't do this, we can't take his name off. We'd like to, but can't do it. Or they looked at this and thought, all right, it's a million a year. Where are we going to get that? And we've got this contract for several years. It's a 10-year period. Let's just ride this thing out. And when the money is up, we take it off. Because stadium naming is an issue. It's a huge issue right now. You saw the social media reaction to a lot of the players at Louisville. They did not want the Papa John's name on the stadium. They weren't going to play. Now, I don't know how far they would have taken that, but they were not going to play because they did not want to play in a stadium with that man's name and that man's brand on it. And I know that there have been conversations across the country with branding like that. But at the end of the day, UNC Charlotte, they're taking the money million dollars, keeping his name. Now, I think in future, we're going to see contracts that stipulate, okay, we'll take your money, we'll take your money, we'll take your name, we'll put it on the stadium or whatever you're doing, and if there's a situation where you're going to make us look really stupid, really bad, we're keeping your money, and your name's coming off, or you'll get your refund and your name's coming off. I don't know if this is going to be a huge outrage. I haven't heard that much of an outrage on this. But there are students, there are people, faculty, members of the community, they don't care. Look, I know you need the money, but no, this isn't a good guy. This isn't a good dude at all. That's got to that's gotta come down. But at the end of the day, it's a sticky situation because, one, it's allegations. Allegations can be made that the fame of a person's character, allegations can be made that indicate a lot of things. And you've got to look at it from the standpoint that, okay, these are accusations. He hasn't been convicted. Hasn't been convicted. Hasn't been a hundred percent proven. You didn't see my air quotes here. So, what do you do? Well, the contract states that name staying up because there's no morals clause didn't violate the contract. I think the university just has to take the money, take the money, ride the contract out, and then. End the association after the contract is up. Just take the money and end it up. I would honor the contract to the letter of the contract, and that's it. I wouldn't go any further unless it has to be on media materials. I wouldn't go out of my way to do anything other than, okay, you are the stadium name rights holder. That's what I would do. Now, 
if the university could find somebody that would come up with more money, that's your out probably. You could go and say, "Look, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take this here. We don't want the association. There's the allegations out there. We kind of feel like they're substantial. We're gonna pull your name from the stadium, and if somebody would step up, back the university up. Okay, we're gonna give you a million. We're gonna give you a million and a half a year. That would help as well because stadium rights, the naming." That's going to be, I'm sure, an important revenue source for a lot of universities. Jones C. Edwards Stadium, there was money. When does that go? Does that go? Just a side note, when does that change? When does somebody say, look, here's a lot of cash. We're going to change the name. And this is new revenue coming in. Does that happen, or is that the permanent name of the stadium? Is it the permanent name for the life of the stadium now? Because stadium rights, for the most part, seem to change as the dollars grow. One of the few places I don't think it's going to change while the the ownership is there is Paul Brown Stadium. Mike Brown's not changing that. He doesn't care. It's Paul Brown Stadium, named after his father. Name the stadium after his father. Don't need the extra cash. It's not going to be Paul Brown Stadium uh, at or AT&T Park at Paul Brown. Nothing like that. It's not going to be but Paul Brown Stadium as long as he's running the organization. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome to the Friday edition. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm loving this. It's the last Friday before football returns. High school action for the most of the tri-state area is coming back. College is going to be right behind it. The pros are even playing. It's practice, but it's still happening. I'm loving this. No more. I wonder what we're going to talk about on the show meetings today. None more of that in production meetings instead. Nope. It's all set. We're set. Ready to go. Glad you guys are back with us. Um, We're going to be hopefully all over the place starting next week. I'll tell you one place uh, we're not going to be all over is the National Anthem because ESPN, they have decided that they're not going to show the National Anthem. Now, they used to not show the National Anthem, but then – They started showing the national anthem, and you know what happened. Lots of political upheaval. And guess what? ESPN, new president Jimmy Patero, said that ESPN is not a political organization. Not our job to cover politics purely, but we'll cover the intersection of sports and politics. When something happens, when the Eagles are disinvited from the White House, when someone takes a knee, when we think it's newsworthy, we're going to cover it. But they have decided we're going to give what the fans want, and that's the game. That's me. I'm right there. I am in that crowd, that audience. Not because I'm saying I don't want to see the national anthem. It's just when I tune in, I'm tuning in. I want the game, right? 
You're tuning in. You want the game. When I tune in to the NFL, here we go. Welcome to Paul Brown Stadium. We got the Bengals today. They're taking on the Browns. Andy Dalton, he's your quarterback, having a great season. A.J. Green's having a great season. On the other hand, the Browns are losers again. Probably going to lose this one. Kickoff is next. Or, hey, welcome to Paul Brown Stadium. Kickoff right now. I'm good with that. Just give me the kickoff. Give me the action. Here's the side to that, though. ESPN wants to be in the NFL business. You know why? Because they drop $1.9 billion. Here's why your cable bill's high, my friends. $1.9 billion per season to air 16 games and a wild card playoff game. That's the reason why you're paying those extra special fees to carry ESPN on your TV package. Because $1.9 billion, that's got to come from somewhere. $1.9 billion for 16 games in the regular season and one postseason game. Monday Night Football is averaging almost 11 million viewers. Uh, that's down from over 11 million last season, 2016. And ESPN saying, we want business. Well, I get that. Who doesn't want to be in the NFL business? I don't care if the NFL's having a downturn. It's still the biggest sports property. It's the, it's the one. It's the biggest. In North America, it's still the biggest property. We're going to turn our attention to Marshall Athletics when we come back from break. The Charleston Quarterback Club, they've got this great promotion. that They, uh, they do all kinds of good stuff. They're pretty active. And... They have got the towable tailgate raffle, which is coming up in a few days. We'll tell you a little bit more about that when we continue on this edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know why I'm excited for next week? Because I can really start talking herd football. Everything up until this point was just, they're in camp. Now we get to see some moving parts actually in motion and to help us get some of those moving parts in motion. Joined now on the program from the Quarterback Club of Charleston, David Rains is with us. And, David, I'm excited. Next week I can just talk football pure and simple and kind of kicking it off with what's going on in the Capitol next week and also with the tailgate raffle you guys are doing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, it's uh, Quarterback Club of Charleston, and our kickoff to the 2018 season in the Canal Valley is going to be uh, Paint the Capital City Green. It's going to be held at the Embassy Suites. Uh, starts at 6.30. Uh, Coach Holiday and some of the players will be there. The band will be there, and a lot of fans from the Canal Valley uh, excited to get this year started. Now, I'm looking at the picture of this towable tailgate right now. Yeah. This thing's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, I tell you, this uh, this things we've been hauling around the state to a lot of the coaches stop over the summer, and uh, we're getting a lot of a lot of feedback that people love it. It's uh, it's something if your folks are familiar with watching uh, college game day on Saturday mornings, uh, they do the Home Depot Fan of the Week, and this this company, Towable Tailgates, out of Eatonton, Georgia, uh, puts together this 
uh, towable. It's an eight by ten trailer. It's got a big vendor window on the side and a flat screen TV, refrigerator. It's got a grill. It's got everything you need um, to have a successful tailgate and probably be the envy of all your all your buddies. Now, it's not inexpensive, but it's not terrible to get a, a, a ticket. You're what a hundred dollars? Am I reading that right? Just if I just put a hundred dollars down now, I've got a shot at this thing. You've got a shot and a good shot. Uh, we've limited the sales, Paul, to five hundred tickets total, uh, and we've we've sold a lot, but there, uh, we still got a few to go, and we'd like to sell those between now and then our giveaway day, which is next Tuesday. Uh, at Paint the Capital City Green, but yeah, it's a hundred dollar ticket. Um, it's it's a chance at this trailer. It's about a fifteen thousand dollar retail option. It's got, like I said, it's got all the all the things you'll need for a successful tailgate, including a fixed uh, dish hard uh, mounted satellite, which um, you have to be a little smarter than me <laughs> to work. I'm not quite technically advanced enough to set it up, but it it does all of it for you. you just plug it in and go comes with a generator uh but for those folks that you know that, that don't want to to tow this down to the west lot or over to their favorite tailgating spot maybe they don't have a vehicle there's an option a cash option of ten thousand dollars that the winner of the ticket of the draw ticket will be able to choose you know whichever he or she wants the trailer or ten grand and either one of those is a pretty good choice so if someone takes the cash option, then does the uh, the tailgate raffle begin again, start from scratch? How does that work? Uh, we're, we haven't uh, totally planned on that because we're pretty sure somebody's going to take the trailer. It's a there's a pretty big incentive to take the trailer, being that it's uh, fifteen grand. But we will be uh, if if that happens, we have a, a contingency plan to to offer the trailer to the highest bidder. Uh, after that, so, but we expect, fully expect that somebody's going to take this trailer. It's got, it's got too many bells and whistles to, uh, to let go. Is there a place where people can maybe go online, see what this thing looks like, so they can kind of gauge for themselves if this is something they want to add to their tailgate arsenal? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you, the herd zone. If you go to uh, theherdzone.com, um, which is where all the the Marshall Athletics uh, sites are listed, and then the big green site. But if you go up top, I believe it's under the Giving tab, uh, uh, and you'll see the big green page. Uh, and then over in the right column on that page is the, um, I believe I have it right here, is the uh, Charleston Quarterback Club Tailgate Raffle. Uh, that's listed, and it's got the picture and some descriptions on there, and then the and the ability to purchase through PayPal. You can purchase that ticket uh, straight, you know, right from home. Uh, you could also go to our Facebook page. Uh, the Quarterback Club of Charleston has a Facebook page. It's under uh, field search under Marshall University Quarterback Club of Charleston. Uh, there's a picture and a link to that purchase site as well. Um, and if uh, if you want to if you want to buy a ticket and you don't want to go through purchasing online, you can call the big green office, uh, Bev or Brandon or John, Teddy. Somebody there will help you absolutely uh, buy the ticket. So even if you can't make it uh, up to Charleston next Tuesday, um, you can still buy a ticket and and have a chance at that trailer at ten thousand dollars. 
David Raines is joining us from the quarterback club of Charleston. So why is the quarterback club of Charleston always maybe the most aggressive of all the quarterback clubs and all the clubs that support Marshall Athletics? It seems like you guys are always on top of something. Well, um, it's a diverse group. I mean, we have one thing in common, and we love Marshall University, and we enjoy Marshall sports. Uh, We've been fortunate over the last decade or so of having some very successful teams, and and that success has led to uh, probably a change of the uh, fan support in the Canal Valley. We're seeing more and more folks, younger folks, uh, that are staying in the Valley, that are graduates of Marshall, uh, some that just enjoy watching you know, quality football and basketball games. But it's a, it's a little bit of a drive, especially now with all the traffic and road construction. So we, uh, we, we tend to ha- make opportunities to have, have activities and, and parties here for our folks in Charleston. And, uh, and it's just been a good thing. I've been, I've been with the club in Charleston for about 10 years. And, you know, I'm a product of, of central West Virginia, rural West Virginia and Roan County. And, um, hooked up with some guys, and the uh, the, the club has uh, welcomed you know people from diverse backgrounds in with open arms, and it's a little bit you know it's a little bit different. We do have a diverse group, guys and girls, and uh, we just all we all like to like the herd, and we like to party. Towable tailgate raffle quarterback club of Charleston is putting this on, and it's only a hundred dollars to take a shot at earning a uh, once-in-a-lifetime purchase, I'm sure, because this thing is pretty tricked out. This thing needs to be in front of my house. <laughs> you just need a hitch, a two-inch ball, and this baby will go with you anywhere. That's We've all I need. Parkersburg. <laughs> yeah, you might have to see somebody about a about a uh, receiver or a truck, but if you've got those two things, you're good to go. Okay, and then I can you know, I can do this on NFL days as well. I'll, I'll just tailgate in front of my house, watch the game on Sundays. Yeah. Now this this trailer is uh, it's all black and stainless steel and um, so if you're going to a uh, I don't know a Huntington High ball game on Friday night and then uh, just tow it tow it over to the West Lot on Saturday uh, you can root for as many uh, sports teams as you like you're not worried about the color. Okay, I'm surprised this thing isn't tra- tricked out already in Kelly Green. <laughs> Well, we debate we debated on that, but the uh, towable tailgates in Georgia that was uh, it was you had two options, black or white. So uh, we we chose the black, and uh, and we've known uh, a few people over in the West lot that had some of their vehicles wrapped. Uh, this this would make a a great uh, a great addition uh, with some vinyl wrap on it. But we figured, uh, not knowing who who might win it or if they might be more partial to uh University of Charleston or Marshall or who, who whoever it may be this is uh this is suitable for just about any anybody or any sport or even a fishing trip if you will joining us on the program from the quarterback club of Charleston David Rains the towable tailgate raffle taking place going to be part of paint the capital green that's coming up on Tuesday going to be a big event there i hear the event so big that the uh, president of the united states scheduled a uh, a stop as well in charleston because he heard it was uh, the raffle i think that's it yeah he's coming I because of the raffle I, I cannot confirm or deny that rumor but yes the uh, president of the united states will be in town uh, we do expect a little bit of traffic because of that so if you're coming from huntington of course you're used to to 
traveling uh, with the barrels through Hurricane and Taze Valley, but you may want to add a little extra time and get there early. Uh, we'll open the doors at 6.30, but we'll have folks there earlier for registration. Um, and it's at the Embassy Suites. There'll be tailgate-style food, uh, drinks available. Uh, individual tickets are 50 uh, $50 each, and uh, we have several corporate sponsors this year. Uh, but if uh, if somebody last minute wants to uh, purchase a table, we're we're running short on room, but we'd be happy to uh, squeeze together to bring bring in some of our friends from Huntington. David, thanks for checking in with us. Uh, appreciate the call, and we're going to do this again real soon. And uh, let's hope that um, somebody walks away with that uh, towable tailgate. Uh, instead of taking the cash option why wouldn't you want this thing i want this thing i don't i don't have a hundred to give you right now if i did i'd give it to you well well we'll take quarters or dimes uh paul whatever whatever you can scrounge up it just gotta be if it's if you got 99 i'll loan you a dollar okay fair enough deal i'll, <laughs> right, I'll work paul. on my 99 thanks david appreciate talking to you today appreciate it and uh go hurt it's david rains part of the quarterback club of charleston the towable tailgate raffle this thing's pretty nice. I'm serious. If I had $100 right now, I'd just drop it right there, get my shot at this. The DirecTV hookup or the satellite dish hookup, that's that's cool. That's the cool thing here. You got everything you possibly need. You just need to tow this thing to your tailgate destination, and off you go. So that's coming up. Paint the Capitol green going to be a big time for the thundering herd and the faithful in the capital city i really like how that event's grown it's really become a, a nice event for marshall fans marshall alumni great way to show your support for the thundering herd of course you're in the state capital as well and i'm sure if i'm a lawmaker i'm looking at this thing thinking you know what maybe just maybe I got $100 I can drop on this. Maybe. Take it to your high school game on a Friday night. That's going to do it for this edition. We're going to be back on Monday. Back to normal. Our producer, Gabriel Sellers, will be back from the beach. Yeah, this guy. Beach vacation, two days. Conveniently avoiding the week of welcome. Okay, back on Monday. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it, everybody. Uh, we're going to have, um, I think, a great week leading up to high school football next week, getting you set for college football as well. We're back. We're back in the season that we all know and love. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, we got Bengals football coming up tomorrow, 530 airtime, with a 7 o'clock kickoff. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.